with every NBA season, with every season period for every team, there are players that come into the season with more at stake than maybe the other players on the roster. On today, we're going to talk about the Bulls players with the most at stake with the Bulls season and why it's key for them to have a, bull, a big season and the Bulls to have a se- big season as a team. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first up, and the only topic that we have for today, it's, it's, listen, it's it's a very quiet news cycle for Chicago Bulls, and it's going to be that basically until training camp opens up in a few weeks, and that's to be expected, right? And But once training camp opens up at the end of this month, it is going to hit hard, and then we get preseason, which is less than a month away from us getting preseason games. It's about business is about to pick up. Now, I also was over on NBC Bulls Talk, so make sure you guys go over there, support them. I was with, uh, you know, uh, the, the guys over there just breaking everything down, talking Bulls. Me, Jamal from Bulls Central, uh, we're over there and others. So make sure you guys tune in for that. But with that being said, let's go ahead and, and get to talking about the topic that we have planned for today. Let's talk about the Bulls with the most at stake for this season. Now, you're going to hear throughout this list, we're going to talk about some players that have things individually at stake per their next contract. There's thing, uh, some players that have, you know, their the team-based success is really what we're looking at for them. And the first player that we're going to talk about is the pending free agent, and that is DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan has come into the Chicago Bulls organization, especially in that first year, you know, and just been the stabilizing factor, being the one thing that we can bet on day in and day out. Yes, he has his limitations. He's not a perfect player by any stretch of the imagination. I never want to try to present him as that. And even though DeMar DeRozan is a player that you guys know, I've been saying this for a while now, I I think the Bulls should explore trade opportunities for DeMar DeRozan considering he's expiring. And I just don't see the Chicago Bulls getting into the level of, of of competing like for even an ECF with DeMar DeRozan's time here. Now, hey, I would love to be proven wrong by that. I hope the Bulls come out, they're firing on all cylinders, and they look like a team again who can challenge to make it out the first round this season. And if they do, it's going to come down to DeMar DeRozan. But when it when you know, with that said, DeMar DeRozan has a lot at stake for his future. And I think that by the by the uh Chicago Bulls organization as well, how they treat DeMar DeRozan. Uh, whether he's exiting or whatever else, is going to be telling to other free agents. DeMar DeRozan is one of the biggest free agent acquisitions that the Chicago Bulls have had in a long time. And so, you know, with DeMar going into a contract year, right, and reportedly if he does want a, a another big deal uh, before he does, you know, retire, this is probably DeMar DeRozan's last chance at a big deal. Now, well, that remains to be seen. DeMar DeRozan is a very reasonable person, right? And even when I was over on Bulls Talk, and, uh, you know, we talked about how you know, DeMar DeRozan reportedly is willing to take a step back offensively as long as it means that the team's winning, right? And if DeMar is willing to do that, that may mean that he's also willing to stay with this team if we see the next step, right? And maybe even do so at maybe not that max level contract that he's that he could be offered, which is over $100 million. I don't know if DeMar gets that being 34 and on a team that, you know, maybe struggles, but DeMar has a lot at stake, whether it be his future with the Bulls or going somewhere else, and how DeMar performs in this season, especially in the contract year, if he's going to make the decision to, to willingly step back and let other pl- players get more opportunities, this says a lot about his character and you know him as a, as a person and maybe even going to his next team. 
But, you know, DeMar could very well, if the team looks to struggle, say, no, I'm going to get mine. And not to say that in a negative light, like it would be wrong of him to do that. But DeMar DeRozan does have a lot at stake this upcoming season uh, for his next contract. And so, you know, we'll end up seeing what that is. I do think ultimately uh, this front office is going to bring him back. But I do think that, you know, when you look at DeMar, uh, the 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 progress of the team, how he performs individually, staying healthy on top of that. It's all important for all players going into a contract year. But let me know what you guys think on that down below. The next player I'm going to talk about is another player that is also up for a contract extension, and that is Patrick Williams, right? And the reason why I say this, and by at stake, I don't think that there's any realm of possibility that the Bulls don't re-sign him, right? But I think when you look at what that next deal may be for him, as well as like just his overall outlook, this is a season where development for Patrick Williams is important. And again, by development, I don't just mean all of a sudden scoring a ton of points, right? I mean, how he performs and develops as a player, right? Finding out the the way to impact the game because the shots more than likely aren't coming at a big level for uh DeMar- I mean for Patrick Williams this season. He's going to be the fourth option on offense regardless, and that is it, if he's coming off the bench or starting, he has to find a way to to, to consistently contribute to the game even without those shots falling. The progression that we saw from Kobe White, for example, last season, right? How Kobe has started to figure out, well, my shot's not falling, and even though he gets more shots than Patrick Williams, I can impact the game defensively. I can impact the game with my playmaking. I can impact the game with my defense, right? These are the type of things. That's how we want to see Patrick Williams. And he's always been a solid defender, right? But if Patrick Williams is not going to get the shots that, you know, a lot of players do get, it has to come down to him making his name defensively, him going after the energy plays, the rebounds, the block shots, things like that. That is where if he's not going to be a more featured part of the offense, that's where we want to see Patrick Williams develop. And I do think that this is an important season for Patrick Williams. I still think this front office is invested in the development of P. Will throughout his next contract, but it still is an important season for P. Will um, with whatever that next contract is going to be. And if him and his agent do want to try to get the most out of that next contract, then performance has to be at the forefront of that. And so thus he has a lot at stake this offseason. So, you know, we'll end up seeing what that, how that plays off for him, but I do think that Patrick Williams does come in with a level of pressure. I don't think it's the level of pressure that some people are, you know, wanting to put on P-Will because of their expectations for a fourth overall pick, but either way, I do think that P-Will comes in with a lot of expectations as well. The next player we're going to talk about has a lot of team-based expectations as well. Zach got his money, right? He signed the largest, largest contract in Chicago Bulls history, but the fact of the matter is, is that Zach Levine throughout his NBA career has been a loser, right? And and that isn't just on him. I know some people try to make it just about him, and it's not all on him. But when you look at the fact of the matter is, Zach Levine has been on losing teams. Now, he's been on badly constructed teams as well. But when you look at Zach, now coming into this season fully healthy, and we saw the last time he came into the season fully healthy, at the start of that, that first season where we had Lonzo and DeMar, Zach was having great numbers, efficient numbers. Zach has been a very efficient player over the course of his career, especially from corner threes, mid-range. He's a three-level scorer. But when it comes down to Zach Levine, he has a lot at stake in the sense of how you're viewed. You are now 28 years old. You are moving into, whether people realize it or not, the the part of your career where your your people should be able to bet on the performance that you're going to have. And while Zach, over after the All-Star break, looked exactly like the Zach, well, really, since, since about mid-December, Zach Levine looked like the Zach that we wanted to see, but in, in crunch time, right? We want to see better decision-making from Zach. We want to see him be like make a sacrifice in the sense that not necessarily take less, right? But step up, play more off ball, right? And that goes to him and Billy Donovan as well in, in the coaching scheme. But Zach has a lot at stake this year about 
the question is just around what level of player you are. And I would say even this, the fact that there's a question on if DeMar is going to be here or not, that would theoretically thrust you going into the following season as being the de facto number one, right? Right now, we kind of look at him as number one, A, A1, I mean, A1, <laughs> 1A and 1B, which I guess I could have used the analogy either way. And so ultimately, like, this is an important season for Zach as well. What have you gone out and done this offseason being fully healthy? How do you come out now and jumpstart the season? Do we get more of post-All-Star break Zach Levine consistently? Or are we still getting that Zach Levine that, you know, has the dribbling off your foot issues, that has the lack of basketball IQ issues? This is an important season for Zach Levine to show that he can refine his game. Can you step up defensively as well for this team that needs you to step up? Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Up in a big and major way. These are things that we need to see from Zach Levine every single night. And I think that he has it in him, right? I think that we've seen stretches, right? We've seen Zach Levine, when he wants to take on a defensive assignment, really step up, especially off ball. This is what we need to see from Zach Levine this season, the refinement of your game. Are you are you going to show more of those things that make you do the things that that mean winning? You can get the numbers. We know that you can you can get those wowing scoring numbers and we're going to need that from you as well, but how do you refine your game? Right? How do you step up in the in the major times? Do you hit big shots? Do you get big defensive stops at times where we need it? This season is a season that I think for the perception of Zach Levine, right? He, he got his contract, so that's not anything at stake or anything like that. But the perception of Zach Levine, how do you refine that to where we stop talking about you as an if, right? And start talking about you as one of the best of whatever you do, whether it be a scorer, whatever else it is. Zach's never, in my opinion, going to be a number one on a championship team. And that's fine, right? But can you be damn good at what you do and step up and make the sacrifices that the team need for you? It's a big season for Zach Levine, in my opinion, as well. And then the next one that we're going to talk about is a newly acquired player. And this isn't by any fault of his own, but I think Javon Carter has a lot at stake as well because, listen, the Chicago Bulls are probably betting on you to be their starting point guard. And right or wrong with those expectations that are set on you, a lot of that setting the tone and being the point guard that can tell a DeMar Zach, hey, listen, no, you're getting the ball here, right? We need that leadership. And so Javon Carter, who isn't the most ver ver verbal person but is a leader on the court, is going to have a lot of opportunities to really kind of dictate some things with the Chicago Bulls. And I think that he has a lot at stake, and the Bulls have a lot at stake in Javon Carter's development as being thrust into a starting position. I know some Bulls fans still hope that Kobe White is going to be the starter there, and we'll end up seeing what happens in training camp. But Javon Carter steps into it with a lot at stake as far as, like, just how he impacts the Bulls. The Bulls are looking for players like Javon and Torrey Craig to really set a tone. And I think that they have a lot of, he has a lot of stake as well. Next player up is Dalen Terry. And this may be more for a fan perception thing than anything else. But when you look at a player that was drafted and, you know, when at times when Bulls needed energy and things like that, we didn't go to you. They, they didn't go to you. 214 minutes is what 
Dalen Terry logged as a rookie, the second fewest minutes logged by a top 25 draft pick ever. So Dalen Terry has a lot on proving that he can be someone that can contribute to this team, somebody that can contribute at the NBA level. We don't even know what you can bring. And I know when I did my episode on which Bulls young player could become the most expendable, a lot of people said Dalen Terry, and that's understandable, right? Right or wrong, it was a rocky season, and that wasn't all on him, right? But you have if you can't get off the court, I mean on the court, there's a problem there, right? And so, you know, we'll see. The Chicago, we're not going to just throw minutes to Dalen Terry just to throw minutes towards him. Billy Donovan just isn't going to do that. But how Dalen Terry comes into training camp, and if he can carve out a role for himself, and if he can't, listen, you got dogs behind you. You got Arnold Bidham down in the G League that eventually is going to come for some of those two, three minutes. You got Julian Phillips that's going to come in for some of those three, four minutes. And at some point in time, this is the season where Dalen Terry needs to show that he can do something to can contribute to an NBA team and the success of an NBA team. But, you know, again, it's all put in perspective, right? You, you don't want, you're not expecting Dalen Terry to come in and be this 25 a minute per game monster. But can you start showing something in the second year? And a lot of times I go to players like a Jimmy Butler, right, who didn't play much at all his rookie year but by that second year starting to get some spot minutes right starting to show some of that because of the way that he practiced and performed I think that Dalen Terry has a lot at stake he still has years left on his rookie contract so it's not a make or break season at all but I do think that Dalen Terry has a lot at stake because listen they are already bringing in guys who can play at your position that listen if they show more could pass you up and so Dalen if he wants that he's gonna have to show some of that this season he's gonna have to show some of it um, and, you know, we'll end up seeing, I still believe in the potential of Dalen Terry. I look at what he is. He came in so raw, and it's going to be some more years before it's all brought together. But this is a season that we want to start seeing Dalen Terry do something, right? And earn minutes by Billy Donovan. Be so good defensively that Billy Donovan has to play you at times. Be so good with your energy and your defense that Billy Donovan has to play you at times. Again, to make the comparison to Jimmy Butler again. In Jimmy Butler's second year, while his minutes still weren't very consistent, we saw Tom Thibodeau go to, uh, to Jimmy because he knew that Jimmy offered the best defensive situation sometimes for that Bulls team in, in, in certain matchups. We need to see Dalen Terry start getting to that point, and we'll see the refinement of his offensive game later, but we do need to see that as well from Dalen Terry, I think. Next up uh, that we're going to talk about, Io DeSumo. I think Io DeSumo has a lot at stake regardless of getting his deal because, listen, Io's going to come into this season and he's not going to be even nearly as high on the depth chart as what he was his last two years. He's going to have to get back to fighting to earn consistent minutes for this team. And like Much like with Dalen Terry, you got people at the positions that you want to be at that are going to pass you up. And so I think Io comes, needs to come back into the season and get back to making your, your name for yourself defensively. And the reason why I say that Io has a lot at stake, because listen, that deal is easily movable easily movable and while another team is probably going to bet on the potential of Io DeSumo and what he showed as far as being a point of attack defender it's it listen last season was rough for you and you got your contract because I think this front office still does believe in you they don't want to see a young player go away and develop elsewhere but at some point this Bulls team may have to start making moves specifically for that point guard and guard rotation and so if Io has another season where he's inconsistent or god forbid takes another step back in any facet of the game it could start being a, a, a situation where Io finds himself on the end of the bench and maybe as a trade piece and chip later down the road. So, you know, Io DeSumo, I think, has a lot to prove and at stake this season as well. And then the last player we're going to talk about is Andre Drummond. And this is partially 
for for some of him, partially for some other people. Um, but I mean, coaching staff. But Andre Drummond has to show that. Hey, listen, and he showed it. The Miami Heat game. Andre Drummond should not have been taken out that game. Him and Kobe should have stayed in that game. And this is a season where we need to see Andre refine, right? We're, and you know, I'm glad that he loves the city of Chicago. I'm glad that he's still here because he's the only depth that we have at that center position after Nikola Vucevic. But this is the last year of your deal. Last year of your deal. You're 30 years old now. Andre Drummond has something to prove this year, and he has a lot of stake on what's going to be for the rest of his NBA career. And I think that Drum can have a great second half of his or last leg of his career, right? I think he can have a great one being a depth piece, a role man, and, and that for a long, long time to go. His athleticism isn't leaving anytime soon. His size and strength ain't leaving anytime soon. So Drummond is coming into a situation with the Chicago Bulls to where we need everything that you naturally bring. But we need you to stay, keep your head in the game, not make some of those boneheaded decisions and plays so that we can rely on you. That's what we need from Andre Drummond. And I think he has a lot at stake this year. And then also, I will say this, Billy Donovan. I, I don't think that the Bulls are going to move on from Billy Donovan at all, but like you are dangerously close to losing this team. And I think Billy Donovan has to step up his coaching considerably this year because, listen, the fans are already out on you. You don't want to lose the players. But let me know what you guys think down below. Let me know what you guys think on what, what Bulls players have the most at stake. I know I didn't mention everyone because I think some players are more safe than others, but let me know what you guys think on everything down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback. Questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Tomorrow's the mailbag, so get those mailbag questions in, man. Love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.